Have you been wanting to start a podcast? You've been thinking about it. It feels right. You just know this is the next thing that my business needs. Well, I encourage you to sign up for my five-day podcast bootcamp. This is a thing that you've been looking for. It is a five-day video series where I walk you through exactly how to start, launch, and market your podcast, and I throw in some more information about planning strategies and being consistent and how you can make the most out of your podcast from day one. So sign up for our five-day Create Your Podcast Bootcamp at crystalprofit.com slash podcastbootcamp. And do it already. You know that you've been wanting to, so just bite the bullet and join us. Do you ever have those feelings of deja vu where you're just kind of like, wait, didn't we just talk about that? Hasn't this already happened? Well, that may be how you feel today because I'm excited to bring back my very special guest and I have to say, one of my close friends, May K. Sang, is back again today for a follow-up on her previous episode and interview that we did in 2019, and I'm so excited to share all the insights that she has since she did all of her amazing pitches in episode 77. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go listen to that episode first and then come back to this one because we are just unleashing so much data and information on all the amazing things that she's learned in pitching podcasts and guesting on other podcasts. So you're just, you're going to want to get your notebooks ready to take some serious notes and to learn more about guesting on podcasts. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been thinking about creating a podcast for a while, well, I'm so glad you found this show. Think of this as the shortcut slash time-saving version of searching Google and YouTube for hours and hours trying to figure out the world of podcasting. Trust me, as a busy mama of three, I get it. You don't have a lot of time to be spent or wasted, I should say, searching the web, trying to find all the right ideas and all the amazing things that are out there and you just end up overwhelmed. Trust me, I've been there, done that, took home the souvenir. But this podcast is going to help you in practical ways because twice a week we'll be delivering episodes that are going to give you steps to help you create a podcast your audience can't wait to listen to. So let's get right to it, shall we? So like I said in the intro, I'm excited to introduce you. If you are brand new to the podcast, then you probably don't know who May K. Sang is, but I encourage you to go listen to episode 77. That is where we talked initially about guesting on podcast, and I told her, I really want you to come back on the show because she was just finishing up this crazy idea that she had to pitch a 101 podcast in 30 days, right? Like, oh my gosh, did you just kind of tense up a little bit thinking about it? So 
when our first episode aired, she was right in the middle of um, finishing up those uh, podcast pitches. And I wanted to bring her back on to tell us the results. Like, how did this work out for you? How did this happen? So we did an interview about that. But also we met in person in October and it was just so much fun to get to meet her in real life and to hug her neck, which is really funny because she's from the UK. I'm from Texas. <laughs> and when I told her, I was like, I can't wait to hug your neck. She was like, uh, you want to strangle me? And I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's like a Southern thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but apparently it's not a worldwide like vernacular term that people are used to hearing. So I thought that was hilarious. But anyway, I had the opportunity to meet her in person. It was so much fun. And so we'll just dive right into it. Here is my interview with May Kay Sang. All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited to welcome back to the show, May Kay Sang. So welcome back, May Kay. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. I have to say you are my first um, person to re-invite me back to the to the podcast. So I guess I did something good yes. <laughs> the last time I was here. So oh thank my goodness. You. Yes. No, we are so happy to have you. I've had so many amazing people like reach out and say, I'm so happy that you had that interview with Maykay because like, I want to know more about guesting on podcasts. So, um, Maykay and I, if you have not listened, we did our first interview in August of last year. We were actually trying to remember. We we're like, when was that? It feels like it was ages yeah. ago, but it feels yeah. like it was yesterday at the same time. So if you want to hear our first interview, go to episode 77 of the podcast, but I want to know what's been going on since then. Like you had just finished your 101 pitches in 30 days uh, or you were actually in the, were you in the process of finishing or had you just finished? Yeah, I, I, I had to double check because I listened back to our interview before we jumped on and I was three quarters of the way through the, oh my, goodness. Uh, my 101 podcast pitch challenge in 30 days. So for those who are unsure what challenge I'm talking about, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. You have to go back and listen to our first interview because she had this just tenacious goal of pitching 101 podcasts in 30 days. Okay. So you were about three quarters of the way through when you did that. So give us an update. What has happened since then? Like, just tell us all the things. Mm. Well, I have to be completely honest and say I felt really relieved when the 101 was over. Like, don't get me wrong. It was a fantastic experience, but I don't recommend, unless you have a team, I don't recommend pitching to that many in such little time. <laughs> but it definitely gave me the kickstart I needed um, for my business to become a lot more visible. And it's not just about being visible, but being strategically visible as well. So we can talk about um, more about that later. But the biggest part of this is that podcast guesting is an evergreen strategy, is is a long-term relationship builder. And it's not just about building relationships with the listeners, because that's genuinely who we think of when we think about being a podcast guest. We think of how many listeners a podcast has, and therefore we need to make sure our content's really good in order to kind of you know, convert as many people as possible um, to become potential leads and clients of ours. But we always forget that there's also the host themselves. I mean, like Crystal, you and I, like when we first connected, like we were in Amy Porterfield's Insiders Club, her alumni group. And then we got on a call, like, hey, I like you. Like, hey, I like you too. Let's, <laughs> let's do an interview. And then we met 
in real life. And the, so like me and Crystal, we've built up a beautiful relationship, in my opinion. And, and now um, we're the peanut butter and jelly of podcasting, yeah. guys. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. Peanut butter and jelly for sure. And it was just so cool, you know. So I'd say that the biggest results that I've received, I'm definitely reaping a lot of them now, is just that there are people consistently coming to me, whether they are people who are signing up for my private packages for podcast guesting or a launch package, or they want to interview me on their podcast or a summit or some form of partnership. All of those things have happened as a result of all of these podcast appearances. That's so incredible. Like, I'm just like, kudos to you, first of all, for <laughs> pitching that many. Like, it still blows my mind that that happened. But since you said it, like, you wouldn't recommend doing that many. Um, what would be like the biggest challenge or obstacle or dare I say mistake that you faced um, whenever you did that many pitches in such a short amount of time? See, the biggest concern that others had for me, because I do really well with public accountability. So when I have a big audacious goal, I've got to tell people about it because if I don't, then I will shrink into myself when all goes to hell, <laughs> that sort of thing, right? So I'd say the biggest mistake, um, I, luckily I managed to catch myself during this, but if someone else who's listening right now is thinking, oh, okay, I'm also going to do 101 or just to spite me say, I'm going to do 102, <laughs> right? The biggest um, uh, challenge I reckon is when you focus so much on the number that you don't focus on the purpose anymore. And that's really dangerous. So something that I mentioned in our last episode in episode 77 was that I found myself caring about the numbers just to get to the finish line. And I knew that I couldn't pitch with that, with that energy. And so I had to stop my process, stop myself and give myself a couple of days um, just give myself a bit of grace, say like, Hey, this is a really difficult challenge. And, um, you know, only pitch when you're in a good place to, because it may seem like for those who don't believe in so much of the woo stuff, I do believe in, um, energy. And I do believe that when you send something, like if you send something like a pitch with bad energy and it comes from a place of ego, as opposed to service, then people can feel it. You know, I feel like everything just like translates through this email that you're sending. So yeah, that's the biggest mistake. If you're focusing on the number, but so the quantity as opposed to the quality. So I think that that is such a great lesson in regards to anything that you do in podcasting, because if you make it about the quantity rather than the quality, then you know, it's in the long run, like it may pay off in short term, but in the long run, you're going to have either really shallow relationships with these other podcasters, or it's just not going to be as a profitable, you know, you're like you've invested your time, you've researched all these people, but just to show up just because it's another number, you know, you're checking mm -hmm. some, checking a box on a list, like it's not going to be as great. So I love that you share that, but do you see, um, any kind of trends? Like, did you see anything, like it, looking back, looking at all the data, because I can only imagine how much data from yeses and nos and maybes and maybe people didn't even respond back to you. Do you like kind of see anything as you look back at all that? Well, um, luckily I was pitching, actually, this is um, more of a seasonal sort of thing. So I've noticed that because I was pitching around the time when everyone was going off for holiday. So I was actually really surprised that I still got a lot of yeses. But I've noticed because now that I take on private clients for this work as well, I noticed as um, we were pitching around the end of November and December, you're 
you know, you're very likely to get a lot of no's or no, no answers at all because this, I think it is quite seasonal actually. So um, I really realized that. So now I know in the future not to launch around a certain time or not to take on clients at a certain time. So I signed on a client towards the end of November and I said to her, we're not going to pitch until mid-January. And she and she totally understood. She was like, oh yeah, because everyone's filling up you know, their content calendars. They want to batch in advance so they can really rest for the holidays and that sort of thing. So that I definitely noticed. Well, that's good to know too. I mean, I know um, personally for me, I, November and December was a lot of planning. I mean, I did, I had a launch, but it was at the very beginning of December. And then it was just kind of all I've been doing for the last few weeks, the last month really is just planning. So I totally understand that. And I'm glad that you kind of brought that to the forefront of our minds. That way, as we sit down and you know, a lot, and a lot of people are planning out 2020, either the next six months or the next quarter. Um, so really think about that because the next big break would be summer. So maybe summer could be an amazing time for you to pitch podcast, or it could be a little bit more challenging for people to say yes or no. So would you say that there's a certain season or a certain time that you would advise people to pitch? Definitely. So I'm starting um, or I'm restarting a lot of client projects because we took a break over the um, holidays. So we're starting towards the end of January and February onwards. And to be honest, I think summer is still okay. It's definitely towards November, December that you're you're likely to get more no's or a lot of postponed yeses. So be like, oh yeah, follow up with us next year sort of thing. Right, right. <laughs> so that's something that I've noticed. But other than that, it's, um, it's okay. I mean, something that I want to point out as well is that just because you get a, a no or a no response or someone has seen that they've just gone off the edge of the earth and you don't know where they are, you can just simply follow up with them. I had a yes in July and um, she just completely fell, um, you know, fell off the face of the earth. Like, I didn't know where she went. And then I followed up with her around December and we finally got a booking for January. So <laughs> it's the power of the follow-up as well. So even if um, it's not right at that given moment or it is, you know, just follow up because people are human. So sometimes there is going to be a human error. And I asked her, I was like, oh, you know, with a I didn't say robots. Um, I said like, <laughs> it's something about, I don't know, were the bots not working that day or something like that. Just, just to kind of like liven up the, <laughs> um, the communication. And she's like, oh yes, sorry, I'm so sorry. It's totally human error. And then she was like, oh, you know, let me know if this works for you. And then we just did all the bookings. So yeah, that was a six month break, <laughs> you know, right. since we had spoken. So this is what I mean. Like the power of the follow-up is really important as well. Well, that's so good. So tell me more about, because you're sitting here talking about, you know, people you've worked with, like your clients and other, like your programs. So tell, tell me more about exactly what it is that you do. I know that, you know, we have all the guesting stuff in episode 77 where people can go back, but I know that you have, I mean, laser focused in on exactly what you want to do to help people, um, get on podcast and pitching and everything. So tell us exactly, um, what it is that has changed or maybe what has gotten better? Like just fill us in on all the details. You mean the, the pivot in my business? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so I know that the last time we chatted, it was, you know, your incubator, but you hadn't launched it yet. Like this was your first mm -hmm. round of launching it. And I know that since then you've had people that have joined your program. So how did that work out for you? Like in regards to, um, 
were people kind of nervous? Were they excited? Like, did people join your program because they had no idea, like who would be your ideal person to work with? So, um, I have two different ideal customer avatars. So for those who want to work with me on a private basis, because, um, the package is as you know significant investment. So for someone like that, they would, I would say, close to the first six figures or multiple six figure earner because this is this is a long term process. But I understand that not everybody has the budget, and for myself personally, I didn't have a, the budget to hire a PR agency. So instead, what I did was, you know, I taught myself the ropes, and I wanted to make this a lot more you know, affordable for people to learn as well um, through that experience and through the experience of um, working with clients one-on-one. So for my um, show up and be head incubator, that's my podcast guesting program. Um, the ideal person for that is someone who's a solopreneur or they are, they have a very small team, like it's just them and their VA, and they want to increase their visibility, um, you know, for their business. So whether this means to grow your email list or to build good connections with um, the hosts themselves, because they're generally like thought leaders of some sort, right? Or if, is it to fill your client roster? I mean, this program is the A to Z system where you learn everything from how to even pick the topics you want to talk about, how to even um, showcase your expertise, how to write the pitch, how to research the podcast, how to track it all, um, what to do when you actually interview and actually how to fully optimize and leverage that interview itself. Um, I mean, I've learned recently about repurposing a um, the interview. So you get so much pieces of content just from one thing. So it's the whole A to Z process. <laughs> that's awesome. No. And that's, I mean, you just touched on a few things I hadn't even thought about, like, you know, how to track the stats and how to, you know, like everything, everything. And I know that you cover everything because you're so passionate about it. Not only yeah. <laughs> this is what I love about you so much is you aren't just teaching something that's theory, like you have done all of this and you know what works really well and probably some things that you're like, okay, I did this and I will make sure no one else ever does this again because, you know, it's a learning, a lessons learned, you know, like I don't, I don't think that there's any mistakes in the process. I think it's just all, I'm going to try this out and I'm going to see what works and what doesn't. And I'm going to pass on that information to my clients and people down the road as you continue on this journey. Because, um, and I can't remember if we talked about this in the last episode, but what was your overall goal for pitching? Were you just trying to grow your podcast audience? Were you trying to grow your email list? Because this is the question that I've seen a lot of people ask is, I know I should be on other podcasts, what should my main goal be? So that's a two-part question. So what was your main goal? And then what do you advise other people to set as their goal? Okay, good question. Right, so my main goal... Well, the reason why I even thought about pitching to podcasts in the first place is because my mentors kept advising me to do that because I was was quite complacent around... the beginning of the summer last year because I was like, okay, I've got leads coming to me. I've got referrals coming in. It's all good. And so as a result, I got lazy with my marketing. And then there came the, oh crap moment when there was no, you know, the well was running dry. It, it was bone dry. Okay. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've set myself up to crumble because I haven't been getting out there consistently. And around that time was when I did start my own podcast. And I also found that with my podcast audience, 
it was kind of like the same circle of people that I already knew. And so I felt like, okay, I need to have exposure to different audiences to like grow this message that I'm trying to get out there. Right. And so for me, my goal was building my email list and growing my authority basically. Um, and as a result, it did lead to one-on-one clients. It did lead to partnerships and things like that. So that's great. And so for those who are listening, who are thinking, okay, I'm interested in guessing on podcasts, but what should I do? To be honest with you, even if you do have a singular goal, it can spill into other areas of growth in your business. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> so I would say, um, I really want to adjust people's expectations. So as much as I love podcast guesting, I have to tell you that it's all about momentum and consist- consistency. As much as I want to say it's an overnight success and you will, you know, you will get influxes. You will, like depending on how your episode resonates with the audience and things like that, you will get influxes. But I'm not, I'm not going to say that you will get thousands of email subscriptions overnight. You could if that if that person um, had a ginormous audience and your interview was that good. But it's really about appearing consistently. I mean, there are some podcasts that are, are knock out of the park and they're my absolute faves. And there are other ones where I know that I should have done better. So that's why it's not a one-hit wonder sort of solution. It's really about the long-term, um, you know, really committing to something like this. And honestly, when you learn the system of how to guest on podcasts, it will take you like an hour a week to pitch to five podcasts or, you know, five to 10 podcasts, depending on how fast you are. But I'd say like five podcasts a week. So that's around 25 to 30 a month. Then you're good. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I And I, I love the idea of the, the simple approach to it. And it almost feels like there's not as much pressure because I know I kept telling myself, um, especially after our first interview, I was like, okay, I know I need to get on more podcasts. And I really didn't get on as many as I would have liked to. But going into 2020, that was one of my biggest goals is, you know, I I really want to do this because not only have I seen from you, but I've seen from other people within my industry, like of the ed- podcast education, like people that are really accelerating their growth a lot faster. And it's because they're guesting on other podcasts. So I know that it's something that I need to do. It's one of my big focus, especially for the first quarter of 2020. But if someone's listening and they're like, okay, this sounds awesome, but make a, like, where do I even start? Like, what can I do to? kind of just figure out like what the pieces of the puzzle that I need to have together, because I know there's a lot of listeners that have either just launched or are launching in the first quarter of 2020. Like that was their big goal. And now they're like, but you're telling me I have to get on another pot. Like what, what would you say to someone who is just like, they're kind of still in that overwhelmed, you know, you know what it's like. Oh yeah, I know. (laughs) So what, what advice would you give um, to someone who's in that season of their podcast, but they do see this as something that they also want to pursue? Okay. So if you are a new podcaster, first of all, I think it's super important just to get your own, um, you know, your own plan already down. So you got your first batch already underway. So you've got a couple of episodes recorded because I don't think it's wise to do both at the same time because the more you take on and that's two, two of these new things are brand new and you're learning 
like the curves on both of them is going to be super overwhelming. So I'd say if you're a brand new podcaster, focus on your own podcast for a good month or so before you start reaching out because it's nice to have a couple of episodes under your belt because then when you are sending your pitches, they will look at your podcast naturally, especially if you claim that you're a podcaster. They're going to want to listen to some episodes and to see how you present yourself and how you communicate. Those things are going to be like your own podcast is going to be your asset basically in these pitches. So I'd say if you're just starting now in a, in the podcasting world, just do your own podcast first for, for at least a month and then think about how you can grow your, um, grow your reach through guesting on other podcasts. That's so good. And it's so true because I know, um, I've had a few people reach out to me and I'm like, well, you know, if they don't have their own podcast, I want to hear an example of them being on someone else's podcast. So that's absolutely, I think that that's a fantastic idea. Like get, get a few episodes under your belt, like have some of that content out there that kind of establishes not only who you are, because you don't necessarily have to be the go-to expert leading, you know, blah, blah, blah of your industry, but it shows people the basics like, okay, this person can communicate. This person knows what they're doing as far as, you know, they know how to talk into a microphone properly. They know how to, you know, carry on a conversation that's intelligent, you know, whatever the requirements (laughs) of your podcast may be. But, you know, it's like you want to know those things. I know I do as a podcast host, like I want to know that this person, like we're actually going to have a connection and we're going to be able to carry on a conversation. So, um, No, I think that that's great advice and I 100% agree with it. And I actually, I wanted to give, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but May Kay and I are the peanut butter and jelly of podcasting. So (laughs) our brains are basically one when it comes to a lot of these things and Mm -hmm. the reason why, (laughs) okay, so do you want to tell the story or do you? you I I think you should because your (laughs) listeners, like they they know you, Crystal, and so I think they should hear it from you. I'll I'll chime in if I need to. (laughs) Okay. So like May Kay said, we met First, it was in um, it was in B school, right? Because we both did B school this past year. It's funny because I feel like we have some blurred lines now that yeah, we've been in each other's world. Like Amy Porterfield has, you know, put us together, but the yeah, universe is definitely. like, y'all need to be, you know, besties in the podcast world. <laughs> but May Kay and I were. Um, We had the chance to meet in person in San Diego in October 2019, and this was at Amy's Entrepreneur Experience. And oh my gosh, y'all, like I I won't forget, it was that first morning, it was like the day of the conference. I think it was like like six or seven o'clock in the morning. I I was totally messed up on my time zone. How, how, what was the time difference for you being? It was like eight hours. Like I I actually, I I don't really get jet lag a lot. I wake up ridiculously early when I'm in America, but when, if I'm going to Asia, oh my God, now I'm just tapped out. (laughs) (laughs) Just done. Just done. Yeah, just done. <laughs> so I know like you and I were both like, okay, um, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Oh, wait, you're vacay. Wait, you're crystal. And it was like all yeah. of a sudden, like we, we met each other's eyes. Like, I don't think either one of us were fully awake yet, but then we're like, holy moly, you know, we like give each other a yeah. hug and we're like, okay, this is awesome. So then from there, and this is where the ridiculousness really sets in. And this is how we became the peanut butter and jelly of podcasting. So um, unbeknownst to me, May Kay is also a front row Joe wannabe on (laughs) 
in the conference circle. So I am notorious for going to conferences and being there super early because I want to get on the front row. Like, I mean, obviously there's some conferences you got to pay the big bucks, not at this one. <laughs> like it was, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Everyone paid the same price. It is you show up and you get a chance to get on the front row. So May Kay and I were like, you know what? I think like, like, should we, yeah, let's just try to do this. It was crazy <laughs> because what, like, I don't even remember when they opened the doors. They opened the doors at like 8 45 AM and we, we started sitting outside at like 7 AM. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We actually created our own circle of people. You can tell the people who are dedicated because basically there are these ropes, like the velvet ropes. Right. And, yes. um, so there are three doors and we were sitting in front of the middle one because obviously, right. Um, <laughs> and then for those who are serious about getting in front of the seat, we don't want to let anyone get past us. So we sit down and we claim our spot. Okay. And then as people started funneling into this room, like waiting outside, we created this huge circle of people who just sat down and claimed their spot. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh. Oh, but the best part was on day one when Crystal, you, you, you have to tell this part. Like, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> I'm, trying to, like, I'm about to start snorting. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> so I, um, I had, I intentionally brought these shoes. I did not wear heels. I didn't wear like, they're these like little booties. So they're like short boots that were super comfortable. Cause I knew I'd probably be standing up a lot or, you know, there'd be a lot of waiting around. So I was like, all right guys, like I'm serious. I'm going to run to the front and everyone's kind of like, okay, like here's this crystal girl, you know, like we've only kind of seen her online. Like, is she she really as crazy as she seems? Yes. The answer is a hundred percent. Yes. She is as silly and as crazy and as country and as Texan as she seems online. (laughs) And so I was just like, whatever I'm bolting. So I was like, okay, you know, I got my coffee and we are ready to go. And it's so amazing because Amy's crew was like filming everybody like coming in and there's like, you can see it. I like, I'm motioning. Like y'all can see me. I'm like moving my hands around. You can see there's like a few, you know, very, you know, I'm trying to think of the word, like very proper ladies that are like walking kind of fast. Like, like, okay, (laughs) maybe we'll get to the front. And then here comes Crystal. Like, I mean, my brothers all played football. So I'm like about to tackle everybody. I just go sprinting fast. And Amy and her team posted a video later that day on their Instagram. And you can see me just like (laughs) hightailing it to the front. And I was like, I'm going to get on the front row anyway. Totally long, obnoxious story, but we did that for for three days. And I have to say something extremely important about this day one. Okay. So like I said, there are three doors and this is significant in the story, right? Oh, yes. So there were three team members and one for each rope, one for each door, right? So basically, so they open the doors and they're about to let out the ropes but they don't open our rope. They, they do not. And so Crystal here jumps over said rope <laughs> and, then, and thus begin the running. And I thought, I'm going to follow that. So I also jump over. I take off my <laughs> shoes and I also run to the front because I, God damn it, I want to sit at the front. But on day one, I didn't get there because I just, I waited too soon. But days two and three are so determined. So I had shoes off and I bolted it. I don't care how ridiculous that I also looked. But I got to the front next to Crystal, like for days two and three. <laughs> 
Well, I think that like, I feel like at some point we like locked arms or somebody did. Maybe that was just like how everything happened in my mind was like, Mm -hmm. we're locked, we're banding together and we're like, we're going to be on the front row. We're going to make this happen. But I mean, it was so phenomenal. So um, I know this is totally sidetracked off of today's topic, but I really wanted, it was so significant to meet you in person and to really connect with you. So I want to talk about a big moment that you had where you met Laura Belgray. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with who she is, like, can you kind of tell everybody what that moment was like? Because I know that that was so awesome. Mm, okay. So Laura Belgray, she is someone who co-created the program. It's called the Copy Cure with Marie Folio. So again, the same circles here that we're running in. And so, and for me, because I started out as a copywriter in this business. And so for me, she was like the gold standard, right? So she's industry leader, all that jazz. So I was literally gobsmacked when I saw her in real life. And I was like, totally fangirling. I was so nervous. And I was like, all shaky, all that jazz. But I plucked up the courage to talk to her. And I, I'm not going to lie, Crystal, you, you were like, oh, yeah, go on, go talk to her, go talk to Laura. <laughs> and so I did. I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. So I I went up to her and said, hi, Laura. You probably don't know me, but my name is Mary Kay. And I just want to say that it's a real pleasure to meet you. I've been following your work since 2015, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And then she paused for a moment. She looked at me and then she said this. Oh, I know you. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) What now? And she's like, yeah, I know you. I've seen you around. I've seen you, um, you know, respond to my emails, but I've seen that you, um, you know, you've been getting some on some podcasts and stuff. So yeah, I I know, I know you. And then guys, I can't even put into words how this made me feel that day. It made me feel seen by one of my biggest heroes. And that moment is just completely indescribable. And I honestly didn't think that someone like her would actually even notice someone like me, which sounds like so ridiculous, but it's like, you know, we feel like the little people, you know? (laughs) And so for someone like her to actually know of me because of this effort of being visible and being on podcasts and sharing value all of that actually draws people's attention, even if they don't tell you. And this is something that I want you all to know. Just like the iceberg theory of you know the conscious and subconscious mind, where you see I don't know twenty percent of the iceberg, um, you know, over the surface of the water, but there's eighty percent beneath it. That's exactly the same when it comes to these podcast appearances. There is going to be a small handful of people who will have the courage to actually reach out to you. They are people who are like, oh yeah, I like you. I want to work with you or I like you. I want to interview you. Like there are going to be people like that, but there's going to be the vast majority of people who listen to you. They will not reach out for a long time. It could be weeks, months, or even years. But the point is you plant the seed in their mind that you are someone to trust. You are someone who knows what they're doing and eventually there will be a day where they come to you. And so I just want to like um, paint that visual for for you, Crystal, and for um, all your listeners right now, because it's so easy to get caught up in the instant results, the instant gratification. I trust me, I know how that feels because you put in so much effort and you feel like no one cares or no one's listening if you get like cricket responses. But there, there's a seed that's being planted there and it, you're just experiencing the underwater part of this iceberg right now. But there will be a time when you actually, you know, you come to the surface and you see the result of everything you've built. That was beautiful. 
And I don't, I don't even know like how that was like the universe that just made all of that whole story like weave together the way that it did, because I had no intention <laughs> of how that all played out, but it was so true. I remember the moment that, you know, we see there's Laura Belgray and I know who she was, not because of her, um, her being, you know, who she is in like the copy world. She was in a mastermind with someone else that I knew who I idolized for a long time, a blogger that I knew. So that's how I knew her. But I was like, Oh, she's a big deal. That's all I kept thinking is she Mm -hmm. is a big deal. And then I look at you and I'm like, I like, you're like, that's Laura freaking Belgrade, you know? And I'm like, well, you have to talk to her. And she, no, no. What, What are you talking about? I don't have to talk to her. And I'm like, you're here. Like it was, this is your opportunity. So you never would have had that moment. And then, like you said, like if you hadn't put all this energy into making yourself visible, then who knows? Like she probably would have just said, Oh, thank you for, you know, being an admirer of my work or whatever. But instead she was like, I know, I know exactly who you are. And I just, it was such an amazing moment and it was so beautiful. And I was so happy that I was able to see it. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, you just met Laura freaking Belgrade. Like we both did. This is so cool. <laughs> so, and we had so many more moments like that. And it was just such an amazing experience. So if, if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, you know, they sound like so much fun. We are, first of all, we are yeah. so much fun to hang out with, <laughs> but yeah. just know that like it's possible to find people that are in your community that are doing amazing things and like make hey, there are probably some people that could say that we could be competition, but I've never once thought that because I see the collaborative experience of working with other people. I'm so grateful to have you in my corner, like part of my hype squad and, you know, like checking in on each other. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for everything. So I just wanted to make sure I said that before we said anything else. <laughs> oh, you are so sweet and so Oh, it just feels so squishy right now. So it's so, yeah. <laughs> so squishy. I love it. And I love your analogies and you're such a talented copywriter. If y'all are not part of Mayke's email, like, holy, you're missing out. You're missing <laughs> out. She has some of the best emails. They're so, so good. But I do not want to in this conversation without telling everybody what you have coming up because you have an amazing masterclass coming up. It's going to be towards the end of January. Tell, tell us all the details about that. Cause I don't want anybody to miss out on it. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, t- towards the end of January. So from the 21st, I'm going to be running several masterclasses. It's going to be on the same thing, but just in case you can't make it at a certain time or a certain day, that's why this time I have several options. So I'm going to be putting out a podcast guesting masterclass. So I've listened to my students, I've listened to my clients, and I've listened to my adult customer avatar because for those of you who are looking to launch one day, like an online course or something, you got to listen to the people who are potentially going to buy, right? And so they've all told me that they really want to know how to get started. So actually, I had a completely different plan for today's um, episode, but it looks like we haven't been able to cover it, which is perfect because I'll be covering it in the masterclass anyway. So this masterclass is all about podcast guesting one-on-one. So it's it's how podcast guesting will accelerate your visibility as an expert in your industry and how to get started. So I'm a huge fan of frameworks and these visuals and all that kind of stuff. So you'll see roadmaps on how to get started. So regardless, because Spoiler alert, I am going to pitch at the end of that masterclass, but but anyhow, I will be providing you like a roadmap anyway. So regardless of whether you choose to join me for my incubator program or not, that's totally fine. But I want to 
like equip you with the knowledge of what to do when you leave that masterclass. So if you are interested in learning the ropes of what to do to guest on podcast and how to get started, head to masterclass.makeafan.com, which Crystal will um, put into the show notes for you to register your spot today. Yes, we will have all the information that you need to know. We'll have the link for you to register. And I have to say, I attended one of your master classes last time and it was so <laughs> impactful. It was like you deliver such an amazing presentation. I remember sitting there and was like, she's had to have done this like a million times before because you were no, just like, so, oh my goodness. <laughs> like it, you were, you just seemed so flawless. So like shout out to you because you did oh such my an gosh. amazing job. <laughs> Girl. That's the first time I've done that masterclass on that topic. Up until then, I only done one other webinar, and that was probably like three years prior. So <laughs> I've, oh, I've been so a bit good. out of practice. Oh, it was thank you. so amazing. So y'all have to go register if you are wanting to guest. Even if you like, like we said, if you've just launched, it's not going to hurt anything to figure out how this will work. It'll actually help you in developing your overall strategy for 2020. Because like we said, there are seasons to pitching podcasts. So you want to make sure that you get all the nuggets of wisdom that you need in order to have a successful pitching process going into the rest of the year. So May Kay, thank you so much for coming on today, but, um, may like tell us everywhere. We're everywhere. And tell everyone where they can find you <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> sure. So, um, if you head to my website, maykayfan.com, you'll have all the links of the social media platforms I'm on. So I'm the most active on Instagram. And if you add me on Facebook as well, I'm not really active on my Facebook page, but I actually have the link straight to my profile. So if before you send me a friend request, by the way, just like tell me that you've come from Crystal's podcast because I don't accept everyone because I get random requests. But yeah, if you do want to um, get in touch with me there, that's cool. Um, but all of that is under the umbrella of makeafan.com. So you'll see um, if you're wanting to work one-on-one, the packages are there. If you want to listen to my podcast, it's all there. So everything is under makeafan.com. <laughs> Perfect. Like you said, we will link to everything in the show notes. You will be able to get in touch with May Kay, but I want to make sure that you say like, instead of just saying, Oh, you came from the profit podcast, like say, I want some of that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like say something silly, <laughs> yeah. guys. Come on. Like we yeah. like to have fun and we, yeah. Do you just, yeah. Be creative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You'll really win my heart. If you send me a peanut butter and jelly giffy or something like that. About, oh yeah. You, you've yes. listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, like you really paid attention. Oh, you yeah. Extra brownie mm-hmm. points yeah. for that. Yeah, extra brownie points. And like you'll probably get a video response from me saying, Thank you. I see you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much again, May Kay, for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, Crystal. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with May Kay as much as I did. Like, there were times where we had to pause the interview because um, I was, I've been sick, I've had a cold, and I had like a coughing fit, and then she had a coughing fit, and then we were laughing because I forgot to mute it, and then I forgot to unmute it. So it was like a whole debacle <laughs> of an interview, but we could not wait to share this information with you. And it was just so much fun. She really is like, we're the peanut butter and jelly of podcasting, and this just lights us up. It is so much fun to talk about podcasting and the different things that we've learned because she does something totally different than what I do, but we can each 
learn from each other. And I really encourage you to attend her masterclass. You're going to find the link to it in the show notes, crystalprofit.com slash episode 119. And you'll find everything you need to know about how you can connect with May Kay, how you can attend her masterclass and listen to her podcast, the Quiet Rebels podcast, as well as follow her on Instagram. Like check her out all the places because she's a lot of fun. And again, like I said, you have to get on her email list because her copywriting is out of this world. She's definitely learned from the best. And I'm just, I'm so excited to see what this next year brings for her and everything that she's doing. But that does it for today. So like I said, check out the show notes at crystalprofit.com slash episode 119. And if you are brand new, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. That way you get updates every time we put out brand new episodes. I've seen a lot of reviews lately, and I'm so grateful for the ones that I've received. A lot of them say I've been binge listening to all of Crystal's podcasts, and I'm so grateful because that helps me get seen by even more people, and it helps this podcast reach the masses. That is the goal here. I am trying to reach as many entrepreneurs and help them on their podcasting journey as possible. So if you can subscribe and leave me a review, tell me what your favorite episode has been. Tell me what your number one takeaway has been in listening to this podcast, and that'll help the Profit Podcast get seen by even more people. Make sure you sign up for the free five-day podcast bootcamp if you haven't already done that. And remember, as always, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.